Good keyword research has never been more important. With Paige Hobart from Roast. Brought to you by Majestic. I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Paige, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? My tip has to be to not lose focus on keyword research. It is going to be as important as it's ever been. Try not to automate it too much. I've got a four-step process that I'm happy to share with you to make sure that your your keyword research is kick-ass at the end of the process. (laughs) Kick-ass keyword research is the way to go. Um, What's the difference between kick-ass keyword research and poor keyword research? I think there's a, a lot of dependence on tools at the moment to do a lot of the work for you. The reason that this is a topic so close to my heart is we used quite a lot of freelance resource throughout the pandemic just to help support us. And I realized not everyone can do very good keyword research. It is a bit of a skill. You have to be trained on the things that you have to do and the process you have to go through to make it good, make it relevant. Um, I think I had some really good examples uh, at Brighton SEO when I was there. Someone was telling me that their client wanted to rank for the Olympics. And the issue with that was that this was a rug company wanting to rank for the Olympics because their logic was everybody is searching for that. So they absolutely want to rank for that. That takes me back 20 years and people inserting (laughs) silly things into meta keywords. (laughs) And this is it. This is it. There are so many bad examples out there. There's things that slip through the cracks. Like I had one household plants brand with aloe vera gel in their keyword list. And these little things that uh, tools just don't always get it right and it makes your performance look bad because that if you're using anything like average rank or even weighted average rank that impacts you and that makes your performance look worse for it because you have these little things in there making it look worse so everything everything we do as seos is hung off the keyword research that we do it is so important to make sure that it is right that it is relevant And it really helps you focus that strategy as well. So what's this wonderful four-step process of yours? It's it's not like groundbreaking or anything. It's (laughs) extracting your keywords from tools like Search Console. Um, If you're doing paid, making sure that all of the keywords that are currently of value to you are where you start your seed list. That's where you need to start pulling your data from. These are the most important places. You can look at your navigation as well. Maybe crawl the site, see what your anchor texts are, what um, your title tags, H1s are. They should be relevant to you. Then gathering all your metrics. So making sure you've got your search volume, the click data where it's relevant. Rank for you and your competitors can be really helpful context. And any kind of metric that you can apply to that keyword, pull it in, particularly source. Source is a really helpful one. So if you know you've got it from Search Console versus Keyword Planner, when it comes to the end and you're trying to fix and find what's what's in that list, that is just a really helpful metric to have. Um, and then after you've got those, then we're going to start tagging. So thematically grouping your keywords. I think there's some really clever ways of doing this by looking at which keywords share the same URLs on the SERP. And then once we've got that, you're probably going to have some quite uneven buckets of things some weird groups and sensical groups, all sorts of things. And then we're just going to expand on the things that need expanding, kind of perfect that, even it all out, make it make sense. And then lastly, you're just going to optimize that list and you're going to take all those, I like to call them vanity keywords. 
Uh, I was, I think I had peak nerdiness at Brighton SEA where I played the song <laughs> You're So Vain on the main stage. <laughs> I was like, don't have vanity keywords. If you're not going to rank for it, it's just going to make your performance look worse in the long run. Uh, so just take take all that out. Set yourself up for success as an SEO. Wonderful process. It's great to have a, a succinct step-by-step process. Really helps, um, I guess, to frame what you're sharing in the listener's mind as well. So starting off with extracting keyword phrases. Um, so if someone's got a, a, a paid campaign, you, you mentioned paid. Um, are you talking about taking keyword phrases from your own existing paid campaign or other people's paid campaigns, I guess, using using third-party data? I would say your own because at that phase, I just want you to look at what's of value to you. So I think paid data can give you a lot. So I want you to kind of cherry pick. This keyword is good because it drives a lot of traffic and more importantly, probably conversion data, which you can't really get with Search Console. You can see that traffic, you can see those impressions, but that PPC data, that like Google Ads data, you can pull your exact match keywords out of there and go, these actually convert really well as well. Wonderful. And your second step was gathering metrics. You mentioned keyword volume. Um, A metric that used to be quite useful in some software tools was keyword difficulty. Um, Is that still possible to get? Um, What what are your thoughts on that? That's a really good point. And I think there's loads of tools that will give you that and call it something slightly different. but keyword difficulty is essentially just competitiveness of that keyword. I think if you have that as a metric, it can be helpful to filter and sort by that just to give you that layer of context. But search volume and potentially CPC as well will kind of give you that anyway, that that difficulty, that competitiveness of that keyword, because that's all you're trying to look for. You're trying to identify, can I rank for this? am I the kind of business that will have a chance competing here? Like I have a lot of insurance clients and sometimes we're like, ah, probably not. Probably you've got not a chance in hell ranking for that particular keyword, but here's a thousand other like longer term and um, more niche, more likely to convert terms that we can go after. We can still grow without having those kind of vanity blinkers on these huge broad terms. How do you know if you can potentially rank for a keyword phrase? When does it become too difficult and not worthwhile trying? Joe, this is a a topic that we've actually discussed within the agency. I think this is one of those things that machines can't really do this for you. This is 10 years worth of SEO experience going, that's going to be a struggle. And, And of course, keyword research, it's not set in stone. If you are saying that I am a a newcomer to this market. I know I'm going to be able to rank here because I have something to say. I have, say, EAT, I have authority and expertise in this niche here. So I can absolutely go for that, but maybe I can't go for car insurance. Not yet. You can always add that in later down the line once you're kind of building yourself up, especially if you're a startup. So I think that is that kind of human element. A lot of people think that SEOs are going to be defunct. We're not going to have jobs in the future because tools will do it all for us. And I think this human element of understanding that search landscape, understanding the competitors and understanding your own business and your USPs, what the nuances of that language are, particularly I've got a lot of B2B clients as well. Trying to get your head around the language that you need to use for some of these terms Machines can't do it as well. There is that human element. Great answer. And your third step was also was tagging. Um, So does this relate to 
matching the keywords against uh, existing content categories on a website? Uh, how, how do you go about selecting your different tags? So that's really fun. What I actually say to my team is to not look at what you have already. Completely like use URL and ranking pages as helpful context, but try not to get bogged down in what already exists. I do a lot of IA restructuring. So restructuring websites from keyword data all the way through to this is how your website should look. And I think we can get a little bit too blinkered again by what we have already when actually what you want to do is tag ideally at a page level and say, okay, these five to 10 keywords will all rank on this theoretical URL. They will all be grouped to this page. Um, And you can check that by Googling it. Are most of the URLs on those keywords kind of the same page? It means you can probably rank with just the one the one piece of content. Sometimes you do need to, to split stuff out. I was looking at a, a particular FAQ yesterday. Um, we thought mm, that we could probably put that really specific FAQ onto this big page that we're going to create. But then actually we looked at the SERP and it already has a featured snippet and it's doing really well. So we want to preserve that. So it... It's so cliche. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Dixon hear you say that. <laughs> no. Uh, the fourth part of your process was optimizing the list, removing vanity keywords. Uh, all of us have struggled with um, perhaps senior executives wanting to rank for certain keyword phrases. How do you actually go about persuading them what they're wanting to rank for is just irrelevant and unnecessary? I always say to, to everyone, whether they're SEO or not, Google it. Because like, do you deserve, are you producing the content that exists on that page? Because it could be completely different I think I've got one uh, B2B client that wanted to appear for augmented reality. You're like, oh, that's a that's a broad term. And actually, when you look at it, there's not there's not another B2B business on that page. It's all like fun videos, like consumer stuff, like gaming. Yeah. You're like, okay, look, the, you're not going to appear here. The intent behind that keyword isn't relevant to you. However, if we look at augmented reality plus X this is where you could exist. This is where your competitors are. This is where that intent matches and you're actually going to get that traffic. The other thing you can do is ask your PPC friends to bid on it for a bit and show them and prove to them that it's a complete waste of time. (laughs) Great, great advice. Um, You mentioned intent there a couple of times. Um, So my next question was going to be, how do you actually decide where to use your keyword phrase? Do Do you actually have to go through every single keyword phrase and decide on the intent behind the keyword phrase, then map that to, uh, you know, either to existing content or create new content for that? Or do you have another process for that? I think we could probably do a whole hour just on keyword intent. Um, I like to keep things simple and look at kind of informational versus transactional intent behind keywords. A lot of the time it's common sense. So it will be asking a who, what, why kind of informational query versus a buy this thing now, a transactional query. You want to have both. Like You don't want to just be going after one kind of intent um, in that sense. And I like to have my pages kind of try and do both things. You want a little bit of informational content about the thing you're trying to potentially sell, but also that like hard hitting transactional stuff. Then you've got like just whether the intent is the thing that you think that it is. <laughs> is is the SERP actually representative of the thing you think that keyword is? There's a really good uh, example of um, uh, 
baby doll with a space and baby doll with no space. Um, keyword planner will change or used to change one of the words to the other one and group that search volume together. However, one is a, a baby's doll, like a child's doll, and one is mm-hmm. lingerie. Um, okay. And they're very different SERPs. So just being able to, again, be that human being that goes, that's not the same word, that's changed, just going to check it. Oh, it, we don't sell that. <laughs> Let's not go after that term. So how often do you have to do keyword research? Is this something that can be done just once a year and then just um, you define your strategy and then you focus on that? Or does it mean need to be done on more of a regular basis? Oh God, this is another so cliche. It depends. I have some clients that we do keyword research every month. Um, we do deep dives into different divisions and we find those opportunities every single month and work through that. Whilst Whilst we're doing that, we're also going through and doing performance optimizations for the stuff we've already done. Some clients are more like you start your onboarding with really good keyword research. This forms your strategy because you found all these buckets of opportunity and you work towards that throughout the year or six months, depending on how fast your client moves. So it depends. I'm so sorry. Um, So it depends on things like seasonality and... um I guess how often, how quickly the offering of your clients is changing. Yeah. And how, how, how much your business is growing? What are you offering? Do we need to, are you launching a new product that you need us to, to help you with? Like, yeah, it, it, it depends on how big that well, as, as long as we know is, what it depends it on, that's completely yeah, exactly. fine. <laughs> it depends on a lot of things. <laughs> Where do you put your keywords? Are, are we still talking about h1 perhaps um sub headings throughout the page sprinkle it a little bit through text right naturally incorporating the page title internal link incorporating the keyword phrase uh, is that still right um does it need to be anywhere else i think yeah you've, you've knocked it on the head right there it, it's not that hard right naturally is number one uh, if you've got your keyword mapping and you're tagging down then you know exactly what you're trying to target for each individual page that you create um, I often have more of an issue with duplicate content with people trying to target the same keyword over and over and over and over again with different content. Mm-hmm. So making sure you avoid that. But yeah, like making sure it's in your H1. I love like question and answer H2s, using schema to wrap that up as well, especially if you've got like FAQ elements on a page and just trying to be relevant um, as much as you can to your users as well as bots. I think there's a really good free tool um, by IBM. IBM has a, have a natural language understanding tool, which you can pop your copy or your link into, um, and it will tell you what it thinks your keywords are. Take it with a pinch of salt, as with every tool. I think I've made that very clear that <laughs> tools, tools are to help us, not to be relied mm-hmm. on all the time. Um, but yeah, it's a really good way of checking your homework if you are doing content writing and content optimization. Great thoughts. Okay, so if an SEO is hearing what you're saying and thinking my keyword research is rubbish, I'm probably missing out on many different opportunities and probably getting a lot of irrelevant traffic. I definitely need to improve my keyword research, but they haven't got much time to do that. What's one thing that they may be doing consistently over the last few years that's probably diminished in value they need to stop doing in order to spend more time focusing on good quality keyword research? I think to rely on tools is to our detriment. I think tools are so powerful at the moment. They they are really helpful. I've got, um, I use my Posio to do rank tracking and they've got this keyword magic tool that just helps me find those opportunities, but always be cherry picking. There's a lot of keyword research I see, which is kind of SEMrush exports, which is fine, but 
it doesn't have that human element. I think a good example I gave um, on a previous talk was if you've done concatenization and you've done word plus word equals combination of words for locations or colors or things that you sell, if you pop that through a tool, a lot of the tools are like, oh, you want locations. Oh, you want colors. Here's some other versions of that. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. but I don't exist there and I don't sell that. <laughs> so not as helpful. But the tool's thinking that's relevant. I'll give you that. Yeah, so absolutely. always focus on that, like pulling it together manually. And then the optimization phase should take a lot less time. Definitely. And we're moving towards focusing on user experience as well. And yes. if you actually rank for content that's irrelevant to what you offer, you're offering a poor user experience. And that signal will get back to search engines as well. Slash rant over there <laughs> for now. <laughs> Oh, superb stuff. You can find Paige Hobart over at weareroast.com. Paige, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>